You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, Kansas City? Chiefs Kingdom. Players only. Back. Back in the mix. Welcome aboard. If this is the first time you've listened to us, uh, this is Players Only. Uh, the show, the genesis behind the show is to have athletes, former Chiefs, former football players, just chop it up on the air about all that goes on in the football world, on the field, off the field, obviously with the Chiefs as well. And uh, my co-host is here. What's happening? Joe Mays, eight-year I- vet. Yeah. I missed y'all a couple weeks ago, man. Chi-Town native. Absolutely. Six-round draft pick, played for the Eagles, Broncos, Texans, Chiefs, Jets, and Chargers. Covered the whole AFC West. Almost. I didn't, I didn't go to the Raiders. Didn't go to the Raiders. Yeah. Good. That's good. That's a great thing. Yes. That's where people go to for their career to die. Yeah, you know what? I always hated the Raiders. I mean, I know hate is a strong word, but every single place I played, I just hated playing. Or yeah. I hated. I, it's like I look forward to them, but then again, I look forward to them because of how crazy they fans were, but I just, I hated the Raiders. Period. Yeah, we're going to get a chance to tackle that when Raider Week comes up yep. in a few weeks, and we got a guest in the house. Whoop, whoop. Another offensive guy. This is a great week. I'm so, I'm just going to start booking offensive guys. We already got enough defensive guys in the house. They come late, <laughs> miss <What>? tackles, <laughs> do all the bad stuff. Huh. Every penalty results in a first down for us. All the good stuff to us, all the bad stuff to everybody else. So you never, you never set the offense back. You, man. you never set the offense back with a holding call. I'm pretty sure you had a couple holding. Moving calls. on, <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the guest. I know. In the house, <laughs> former quarterback, Pittsburgh University of Pittsburgh, great. Re- set some records out there. A pro from 2007 to 2011. Had a chance to take over the helm here in Kansas City. Back in 2011, and we're going to talk more about that and that experience. But we got Tyler Palco in the house. One, 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 one. Appreciate you having What's me going on? on, man? I'm excited. It's the first time I've ever done a players only thing. Usually, you have to kind of uh, watch what you say with the the. Don't pro- do it here. The professionals, right? Yeah, yeah you, got, you got well, like the uh, bull Durham. We're going to take one game at a time, and all the politically correct answers. Scratch those from your memory. Yes. I'm just we, glad you got a got a table in between me and Joe because he, he, he hit me pretty hard oh, a couple did he? times. Yeah, you, don't it, have to, yeah, you don't have to I, placate him. I, I mean, mean, did he really hit yeah. you? He yes. got you? Yes. He got yes. you. Yes. <laughs> I, I, always rem- I always remember those ones where you don't you don't want to see uh, th- that number <laughs> coming towards you again. <laughs> Joe was definitely one of them. He was? Oh, man. Well, we, hey, we appreciate you, you coming out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now all of a sudden you want to welcome him. Before you were just giving him a regular old political handshake. Nah, man. You know, now you got love for him. Oh, man. You know, he gave I, you some props. I doubt them up when we walked in. So <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, you know, everything Everything is good. You know, those days are over with, and now yeah. we're moving on, and now we get a chance to talk well, when, about when it. When you Looking first walked in, I saw him. He had, a, like, a little twitch. <laughs> you know, he had a little flashback there or something. You know what, man? I mean, when I played, I just... I never, I never focus on numbers. I never focus on anything besides the the color of the jersey that you're wearing. If it's well, if it's not color, my colors, then it's the enemy. It's fair game. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. Well, Tyler, we appreciate you coming out, man. Great to have you. It's a perfect week 
to have a former quarterback in. Got a lot of stuff going on around this town. Obviously a big-name quarterback, and we're going to tackle that uh, in this segment. In this first quarter, though, I want first to get your assessment of this 2019 Chiefs team, just the Chiefs team and what you've seen this season uh, from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it, it's the managing of expectations is always hard. I mean, they're uh-huh. – you know the the start they had last year and and um, you know the start they had you know this year for for the beginning of the year was you can't you can't maintain that you know no you can't win every game so yeah. uh, I think managing the expectations is is uh, something that the fans have to kind of we got you know, spoiled under, under, we're getting yeah. spoiled around yep. here I mean but you know, my my assessment of them they're they're, they're playing well um, you know they lost some two games that they exposed some weaknesses in and mm-hmm. and you you guys know better than any, anyone else that. Sometimes it's good to get your butt kicked, you know, yeah. early when it doesn't really matter, yep. and uh, you can make those course corrections uh, when they do matter. So. And you, you, um, you watched the Chiefs Broncos game, so they had those two games, like you said, that kind of got their butts kicked and got exposed a little bit. Uh, we hadn't been on the air because that game was Thursday night, so this is the first Thursday we've been on the air. What from both of you guys, Joe? I'll start with you. Your mm-hmm. assessment of that Broncos game? You were a former Bronco. Yeah. Make my stomach hurt right there, but and you also now are a chief for life. I am, and you know, as far as being a former Bronco, I looked at that game and they absolutely stunk it up. Stunk it up. Bad. Oh my God! I, I I don't think I ever seen a quarterback that just gave up like Flacco. You did. For him to be a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, for him to have you know led some offenses down, you know, up and down, uh-huh. up and down the field, and on winning drives. For him to play the way that he did, the way that he did, it was absolutely terrible. So, so I'll, I'll add on to that, not to pile on too much, but my wife, uh, who I've been with all throughout my football career, mm-hmm. wouldn't say she's the biggest football fan, um, but she texts me during the game because I'm actually in Denver with the team, and uh, got a chance to go on a trip, which was a phenomenal experience. Shout out to Tyler uh, and those guys at the Chiefs. Um, for giving me opportunity to go myself, barbershop, Jan Stenerud. Uh, but my wife texts me during the game. She says, that guy Flacco looks like he just wants to go home. Oh, it was man. like the third quarter. It was the third quarter. She said, he looked like he just don't want to be there. It was just so, it was so bad, man. And, I mean, for you to be a veteran quarterback in the type of body language that you mm-hmm. have. Yeah. I mean, that's just – that's unacceptable. I mean, you are supposed to be the leader of not only the offense but the team. Normally, you know, the quarterbacks are captains. Yep. Like, everyone's following your lead. Everyone's following what you say, what you do, your energy. And he had, oh, my God, it was the worst energy I've ever seen. So it's apropos that we're we're talking about quarterbacks. We have a quarterback in the room. But Tyler Palco actually goes deeper and back further with the man that we were just talking about. He Tyler actually beat Joe Flacco out at Pitt, won the starting job, Joe then transfers to Delaware, mm-hmm. and the rest is history with him there. But Tyler, you know him. Mm-hmm. You've seen him at his, in his younger years, and then you've obviously been able to watch his growth and Super Bowl uh, exploits and so on. Do yeah. you see what we see? Like, is that something like the body language? Is that real for you from a quarterback's perspective? Not necessarily you dissing Joe, but just from a quarterback's perspective – I know what it looks like from a receiver, but for you, are you conscious about your body language and your and your facial expressions and and your mannerisms and so on? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to <clears throat> you have to be who you are. Yeah. I mean, you you can't. Uh, I think 
what's worse than having bad body language is being someone that you're trying to be someone that you're not, right? So, um, but I think you learn that at an early age. I mean, at least I did. My dad was my my high school football coach, so that'll do um, it. <laughs> you know, it's you have all the eyes on you. Um, you know, when 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 you have that, you 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 kind of you get baptized by fire a little bit when you're when you're younger. But yeah, it's it's huge. I mean. Not just the offense, but the defense. They they they're they're watching you. They're oh, yeah. they're on the sidelines, oh, yeah. and you know you can you can give them some juice when when you know you're making a play or or you're down and you know you're you're getting the guys you know up. Maybe it takes you know diving for a first down or running somebody over yep. or you know or just you know making a statement. Uh, body language is huge, not just for the offense. I mean, in the huddle, eye contact. Um, you know the way that you call the play, the mm-hmm. way that you you handle adversity, the way that you handle, you know, success, but uh, I think just as much from a defensive player, you, you know, you guys can get some juice from from guys, you know, when if you're not playing well. And I mean, I think it 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 just it it cascades yeah, throughout the organization. Yeah, permeates throughout. It, yeah. It's contagious. And one thing I always appreciated about you was when you got the job, you took it. Like I rem- like I saw your body language, I saw you on the sideline, I saw your interactions, I saw you on the field. You were kind of fiery. You seem like you know this is my this is my job now for however long it's gonna be while Matt Castle's down, this is my job. Um, I believe was that first start against Pittsburgh on the no Sunday it was well, well that was the second one first second start yeah first, the first two starts in my NFL career were Monday night in New England and oh then boy. Sunday night against the Steelers so <laughs> you know that's well, baptized you, by yeah, fire yeah. again part two <laughs> I couldn't get a warm up game I mean those two defenses were. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you guys know this. I mean, it, it's a fleeting uh, thing. I mean, yeah. you, you you may not get but one opportunity. So, you know, you have to be you. You you you've waited your your whole. I mean, my whole life to, yeah. and you never know as a backup when that chance is gonna gonna happen. And and it was Monday night in New England, and you you embrace it, man. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was you you you, you have no, no choice but to press the gas pedal down and go. And right? that, but I think. When you say you have no choice, there actually are people that make the wrong choice. There are people that go into it hesitant. You know, they kind of, you know, they're biting their fingernails. They feel like they're walking on eggshells. You see the dinks and dunks and, you know, let me just get some completions and not screw up. While, like I said, I appreciated you went out and you were like, okay, this is me. Here I'm going. I'm going to throw the ball down the field. You weren't really helped. With your wide receiver core, well, we'll talk about that Uh-oh. later. Uh oh, you know, I got some, Shot I got fire. some criticisms from back then. You know, like my eyes, they gravitate towards what the guys are doing to help the quarterback. Who were the receivers? It was Dwayne Bow, yeah, Stevie Breston, yeah, Steve Breston, Breston. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty T- pretty quick down the T- field. T. Cop, Terrence Copper, yep, um, more special team more guy, special but he team got guy. some short yardage. Yeah, stuff. when we had some injuries, I mean yeah. that that year was just we were marred by. By injuries, no, um, was Jamal? Was we that we the lost Jamal, Jamal against uh, Detroit. The Lions slipping um, on the uh, first yeah. down marker. Um, yeah, it was just it was wild from from an injury perspective. But yeah, we um, yeah Debo and Stevie were our two. Uh, uh, I actually played high school football against and with uh, with Stevie Breston. So oh, you did? Nice. I didn't yeah. know that. Part. He's from Western PA. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we played in our high school all star game together, and uh, both from from uh, Western PA. We. I couldn't. I couldn't recruit him to Pitt. He went to Michigan. So. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I lost out the uh, the, the recruiting uh, he went, trip. He went into the black hole there too. You know Michigan. What? I'm a I'm a Hawkeye, so you know. I always loved the Michigan helmets. I think just because of me looking at the helmets, I wanted to go there. Yeah. I just never had the opportunity. I wasn't. I wasn't highly recruited in high school. When I looked at the helmets, I just got sick. <laughs> I just got sick to my stomach. Need Before some you committed on. to Iowa, 
You looked at those hands. I don't remember like, those days, Joe. Oh, <laughs> I don't okay. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't right. remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of great memories, man. I, I always appreciate, obviously, quarterbacks that seize the moment and seize those opportunities. And, Tyler, you were one of those guys. Uh, we have a great quarterback now that, you know, against Joe's Broncos a little bit over a year ago, seized the opportunity and, and took the reins, and we saw greatness from the beginning. Doesn't really happen around the NFL very much, but we're going to go after this break going into the second quarter. We're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and the state of where he is now to play or not to play. That's the big <laughs> question we're going to answer today. Boom. When we come back. Second quarter in the house, players only, and we're here still chopping it up. We got Tyler Palco, former Chiefs quarterback. University of Pittsburgh Panther, Joe Mays, a bison from North Dakota State. Bison. Oh, absolutely. And yours truly, Danon Hughes, go Hawks, in the house. Well, we left off the first quarter. We talked about the quarterback play, Joe Flacco. We didn't really get Tyler's uh, perception of Joe. Oh, his oh, former I teammate. We, I think, I think not silence only was here. deafening. No. Yes, we need, <laughs> we need to hear. So how was Flacco when you when you played it or when you competed against him in person and did it line up with what you're saying on yeah, in the game? For sure. I mean, so Joe was younger than me. So um so he was a true freshman um the year my first year starting, uh the year that we won the Big East and went to the Fiesta Bowl and then lost to Alex Smith. So he was a, a, a you know, a true freshman there. Um and then, you know, they fire a head coach, uh, bring in Dave Wanstat. Um, and I had come off a fairly, fairly good year. And, you know, that, you know, to be quite honest, there was, there was no competition. I mean, it wasn't like a big, big deal. Um, he wanted to play. I mean, and you, you respect it. I mean, mm -hmm. you could tell from a really early age. I mean, the, the kid could throw the ball, you know, through a, through a brick wall. I mean, it was, he, he could just, he could wing it. I mean, he had all, all the talent in the world, but he was just young. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that story is one of those ones where, like, you know, Tyler beat out Joe Flacco type of thing. Mm -hmm. He was a he was a baby, right? He was a young pup, um, but he had a ton of talent, and he wanted to play, you know. So, you know, in this day and age, or at least in that day and age, I mean, he he had to go find somewhere else to play and uh, respect the heck out of him for, um, you know, competing. But no animosity. I mean, I would I would text him, um, you know, when he when he was playing, and mm -hmm. and um, you know was proud to to know that. You know that he he was a former teammate of mine, so he's got a Super Bowl ring, he's yep. got an MVP, and you know made a made a lot of money, a lot of um, money, yeah, and definitely. you know a good good kid. I mean, I, yeah. I great family. Um, you know, no no ill will, you know, toward him at all. Um, from that competition standpoint, but I, I I sometimes think that people don't you know realize that. I mean, he was a he was a pup, right? Yeah. So, um, but uh, heck of a player. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing against him. It just seems like the game's maybe moving past, which is it's done for all of us in this room. Yeah, uh, it might be time for a guy named Drew Locke from here in Lee Summit to yeah. to take over the helm once he gets fully healthy. So I'm looking forward to that. I've known Drew since he was a young young kid playing with my son in basketball and football and baseball. So that's going to be fun. Great family out in Lee Summit. Shout out to the Locke family and and the restaurants and so on. But Patrick Mahomes to play or not to play. Uh, so here's the scenario as it's laid out. We're watching on the TV just as I'm talking about it. So perfect timing. He returned to limited practice in the last two days. 
the media is not allowed to video anything else besides warm-ups mm-hmm. with uh, the players, not just the quarterbacks, but the players. So all you see him do is shuffle, handoff, warm-up stuff, high knees, karaoke, all that stuff. And he looks cool. He looks good. But, Tyler, and you're, you're in this situation. You know everything. Now I've just placed everything out in front of you, plus what we've already seen. What would you do? What, do you, what What's your mindset if you're him? Uh, I, I mean, you, you have to carry me off the field. Um, I'm, I, I was, you know, again, old school coach. My Pennsylvania dad, football. Yep. I mean, so you're you got to drag me off of the field. Um, not to say that that's that's the the right way to go, but you know, personally, you're not. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm playing yeah. right. Um, but you have other things to take into account, and that's that's why this is a. It's a business, right? I mean, his teammates, uh, he, he owes his teammates, you know, the best of of Patrick, right? So I think it's more of a business decision and a health decision, um, you know, with, with the evolution of medicine now. I mean, they have so many things to be able to to put, to give you the information to make, make the right decision. Um, you have know, you ever been in that situation where it was questionable for many people around you, but you being a quarterback, the most important position on the field? And now, kind of parallel with what maybe he's thinking. Have you ever had that kind of injury questionable mark? Question I mean, the only mark? game I've ever missed um, was my freshman year in high school. I, I had a high ankle sprain, and I didn't practice all week, and and got you know went warmed up before the game with my with my dad, and and you know was felt like I was ready to go, and I I was I was going, yeah. And he 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 held me out, right? So um, that's the only experience I have with with that. But what about injuries? Where you still played through it, like you said, but yeah. that there were maybe questions during the week from a training staff, coaching perspective, but you knew inside you may have been may have been the only person in the whole lot that knew that you were going to be able to play. But now all the decision, so-called decision makers, and you know we we want the best for the program. People are chirping around you. Was there any ever, ever any situation in that perspective? Yeah, I mean, uh, not not not. Not that, not no. that drastic. I mean, not to to where you know the 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 one where Patrick's in right now. I mean, you know, and and I, to be honest with you, I I don't think he has a say. Yeah. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I don't think he has. I mean, you know, if if they don't think that he's ready or the information that they they get, um, he can he can say that he wants to play all he wants. But I mean, he doesn't have the final say so, right? You know, so I mean, it, I think that that's a he he can sit there and say, hey, I want to play. I'm in. I, I'm, but. He doesn't have he doesn't have the final say so. I mean, those guys have to uh, make the make the final decision based on what's best for the team. You know what? That's a great point, and I want to get you guys' perspective because I've been around the game of football where they've like they've literally hid helmets on the sideline to not let guys go back on the field. They've taken uniforms out of lockers before the game because they felt like the guy might suit up. I mean, we saw a few years ago Jameis Winston in college get suspended and suit up and go out on the field and get chewed out by his coach, and, and obviously it was blown up in the media and so on. Have you guys ever experienced guys in that fashion where they had to be pulled off the field, there had to be some drastic measure, like taking their uniform or taking their helmets, hiding stuff? Now, I've seen it on the dirty side, too, where guys needed to get incentives, you know, needed a few more catches, and all of a sudden we ran different packages that they didn't get on the field. That's a whole nother segment. Oh, yeah. But oh, I'm talking yeah. from an injury perspective. Joe, what do you have you been around that? I, I was actually one of those guys. 
<laughs> so um, it, it happened my uh, junior year in college, and I had a hip pointer. Um, and my coaches told me I was going to be out this game, and, you know, I still suited up, still went through warm-ups. And the guy behind me went down. So he had to come out for a play. So while they're sitting there looking for uh, a, a <laughs> linebacker, I'm already on the field. Yeah. And I'm getting the play calls, and I'm like, I'm going through it as if I'm about to play. So, you know, I play one play, come off the field, get chewed out so bad. They take my helmet, everything. So it, it was happens. Just, yeah, it, I mean, it happens. And I think, you know, it, it, it was just everything was happening way too fast for us to sit here and wait and see who was going to go in. I'm like, you know what? That's my spot anyway. Why not just run in? You know, for a couple plays, do what I got to do, come right back off. What about, so, you know, I was scraping my brain trying to remember questionable rehab situations. And not mm. that, I mean, like you said, they have the best interest in hand. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be the quarterback hopefully here for another 10 to 15 years. And the, the training staff recognizes all eyes are on them, the doctors as well. Not saying that there's any impropriety. Not even going that route. I think they're doing everything above the board. Let me make that clear. But there are times and have been times where there's questionable rehab, questionable situations where guys are declared healthy when they're not, when they're not declared healthy when they are. Uh, I know a popular time is around training camp when they're cutting people. Uh, guys get hurt in preseason games, and I don't think a lot of fans know this. Guys get hurt in preseason games, and they try their best to get you out on the field just for warm-ups, yep. just for a shakeout run. When I was playing, there were guys that they would, hey, you're good enough, just go out and shake it out. Let's go out and jog with the team. As soon as they got you on film on jogging, you're oh. cut, no injury settlement, you're healthy enough, we just cut you clean. That's the nasty part of the business that happens. That's happened to me. It, yeah, so Again, it, yeah. It, it has happened a lot around yeah. the NFL. It's, it's a pretty normal occurrence. Mm -hmm. So now, nowadays, guys, they, they are adamantly against going anywhere near the field with cleats on or walking in any kind of fashion fast because they don't want to be on film looking like they're healthy, quote healthy. Yeah, and that's why you have these situations nowadays where uh, the offensive lineman for the Jets, now you got two separate comments, two, two separate statements. You got, you know, the head coach going out there saying that, well, I haven't talked to him. If you want to talk to me, come see me. And you have a player that's there saying, well, nobody's really telling me anything. And he's the one that's out with the injury. So now he's looking for, you know, some type or something from someone yep. to let me know that I'm still valued here. Because now I just feel like I'm just a guy showing up each and every day. And they're actually fining him like 500-something grand a week. Conduct, unreal. conduct detrimental. Detrimental to the right. team. Because he feels injured. He's seeking second opinions. And crazy as it sounds, the organization says, oh, you're healthy enough. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that's not cool. I mean, I think at the end of the day, and, and, and this here – you know, it kind of shows you that, you know, when you're an NFL player, you're a dime a dozen. I mean, you know, it's just that's just the 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 nature of the beast. The nature yeah. of the beast, and and, and it's a, it's a fact that not a lot of people like to hear or really focus on, but it, it's a fact. Once you get hurt, someone else goes down. Now your job is in jeopardy. More than likely, you probably get cut. Yeah, you look at the NFL, just the makeup of it, um, the the nature of the changing of the guard and the ro revolving door. No other sport, you can look in the transactions, like I used to look back in the USA Today on the back page of the sports where all the transactions, there's no other sport that has as many transactions weekly as you see in the NFL. It's just a churning mentality that we get the next guy in, 
somebody questionable. You know, we see this week they, you know, they got rid of DeAnthony Thomas. Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, several guys on the Chiefs to move guys in, elevate guys from the practice squad, then bring them back down to the practice squad. So many things. I personally think it's not that serious. I don't think it's necessary a lot of times. Uh, I think it's overcooked at times as well. And like you said, you feel sorry for guys like that and other players that put their heart and soul into the game, like Tyler said, and they just don't have the ability because of the business side or because of some decision-making wanting to see another player. Not necessarily that the player is going to actually play on the team and right. be on a game and, and be active, but just want to see them practice. Well, I think it's, in, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think there's a direct correlation to, to how teams – so we all know that football is a is a is an extreme business. I mean, there's no other business in America that that, that you go through what you go through in in, in football. I mean, it's what what have you done for me lately? But I think it's it's interesting on how teams handle those things, right? So it's no secret that the Jets are one of the worst teams in the league. Yep. And you see the way that they <laughs> why hand, they are. Well, I mean, you you handle those things, and then you see some of the things that you know you had mentioned with you know the Anthony or. Like that's just sometimes the nature of the business, but how they handle that and how the players react to it and mm-hmm. how it's communicated to them, you know, it, it's it's a little bit easier to see. Well, you know, wonder why the the, the Chiefs are are you know a better organization yeah. now as opposed to you know a couple years ago, you know, when when we, when we were there, right? Yeah. When when that that total dysfunction was going on. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about a, that. It's not it's not hard to to draw a line on on what winning teams do. And what losing teams? Yeah, do. you're right. And and you think about the guys like DeAnthony Thomas, Jeff Allen, the first two guys that come to mind that went in and out of this organization two and three times. There must be something classy about how they've handled that business. That guys still have a desire to come back. So before we go to the break, I want to protein house eat with a purpose text line six nine three zero six. Everyone out there, text us in any questions, any comments. We got Tyler Palco here, and we're gonna chop it up. In the third quarter, it's halftime now. We're going to talk about the quarterback position specifically. Uh Hear it from a quarterback, the inside and out, the plays, the play calling, the prep, and everything else when we get back from halftime. Halftime's over. We had our juice. We had our tohi. Drink (laughs) tohi. Which one's your favorite, Joe? You know what? Right now I'm drinking the, the aronia berry, but I think I like that. Uh, You're drinking the purple one. Yeah, I'm drinking the purple one, but I think I really, really like the ginger lime. Ginger lime? That's your that's your gig, Tyler. We got you a, a gift package. You like the ginger lime too? Ginger lime. I got the, the dragon fruit, but I'm I'm with you, Joe. The nice. Lime one. The there you lime. go. Nice. It's smooth. It's oh, real yeah. smooth. So off the air between uh, breaks, we were talking with Tyler about the you know the position and the business side. And he had some interesting takes that I don't think a lot of people know out there. Again, the Protein House, Eat With a Purpose, text line 69306. Text in your questions or comments. But the business side, the outside perspective and real-life stuff that goes on from the business side. Tyler, you said you got cut. Tell the story about your your experience going in and out of the lineup as we just finished with about – Anthony Thomas and those guys. Yeah, so I mean, everyone knows. I think everyone knows. There's 53 spots on a on a on a roster, right? And and you know, by by game day, you have to have you know your 53, mm-hmm. and you know 46 or 47, you know, get to dress. But you know, there were times where I was with the Saints my first two years where, you know, I would practice all week and and um, you know get travel with the team, have my my bag packed up, and you know, you're on the on the plane ride to go to Seattle, and you know the the GM comes back and says, Hey, Tyler, we're gonna 
we're gonna have to put you down, which basically means we're gonna Release fire you, you yeah. right? Um, and you know, we're, we're, I dressed street clothes, was on the sideline carrying the clipboard and and doing that, and and you're fired, right? And then, you know, on the way back after the win, and they, you know, resign you, right? Yeah. So you're you're hired again, right? So from the business side of things, being mentally strong, I mean, I, I was fired eight times. On an airplane. On an airplane. You know, and hired. Which is crazy. I mean, it, but I mean, if you think about that from just from a business perspective, like how many times <laughs> did, did you get fired on an airplane? Yeah. Right? When you're <laughs> doing your job. How many people out there and have companies? Just, yeah. I mean, it's just a business, right? Yeah. And, and and you have to be able to be, you know, unselfish and say, look, I get it, right? I mean, no one wants to be fired, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, they needed a linebacker to, to play because, you know, someone was hurt and this linebacker can play special teams, so they needed your spot. I mean, it's it's a it's honestly it's a it's a, a wild business, right? But I think with fantasy football and <laughs> on, all that goes on with fantasy football, people don't realize the realness of that. That's what my point is, because you know, I'm in two fantasy football leagues. I'm a commissioner in one, and you you know, you let one guy go, you bring another guy in, you're playing, there's a bye week, you're doing all these transactions, but you don't ever apply it to real life. Like you said, the craziness of traveling with a team, being on the depth chart, getting fired on a plane, still having to work on the sideline, <laughs> getting back on the plane, going to work on Monday, and getting rehired. Never another signing bonus, I assume, just the signing on a document. Yep. So you just hired, fired, hired, fired. You never know when it's going to come. It, you know, you're trying to get some rest on the plane. Somebody taps you on the shoulder. You're trying to get in the locker room and sit in the hot tub and get out there early. Somebody comes in there and says, hey, somebody wants to see you bring your playbook. That's the realness of, really of the business of football. I believe it's not necessary, but it's not going to change because, like you said, you play against a team that runs the ball a lot. They all of a sudden need another linebacker, another defensive end, another another player. Uh uh, your starting running back has a little bit of a tweaked ankle, so they're going to activate somebody off a practice squad and then uh, deactivate you or fire you. Uh, the other factor is how they manipulate, like you, keeping you in the area amidst the team, but yet you're not actually an employee during well, yeah, those times. You got you got you know moved to the practice squad, yeah. right? so you have that. I mean, you're you're essentially you know, but it, it it's it's wild. I mean, I mean it. It, it's. I mean, we've had guys that that uh, didn't practice all week, right? To your running back position, they they practiced. They were on the scout team, right? They mm-hmm. were practice squad guys, didn't practice all week, and you know, didn't they were were expected to know the game plan, and you know, on the plane, they're like, "Hey, Tyler, you're down. Joe, you're up, and you, you better uh, you better know your, what you, you better studied your stuff, right? Yep. I mean, it, exactly. it's it's a uh, it's crazy, and it, even and even then, like you can you can move a guy up and still not even suit him. Yeah. So, yep. so that I've seen that happen so many different times. I'm like, well, you sat me down, you moved him up so that he can suit. I mean, so that he can play, but then he doesn't necessarily suit up. So why? Which what? is the stupidity of having a 53 man roster and only being able to suit up 46. That's I've never yeah. understood that. I was I was part of that early in my career. My first game uh, that I was ever active was my first game of rookie season because they didn't want anybody else to pick me up. On the waiver wire, yeah, and then they put me on practice squad for game two through ten, and then I got activated. But you, we're talking about the outside stuff involving the business side of the football game, but I want to talk about the inside of the quarterback position. Um, one thing I, I wanted you to share is like three things 
that the general fan would not understand whether it's the play calling, whether it's the communication, whether it's uh, any of the dynamics of the quarterback position. What are three things that come to your mind that you know about the position that most people probably wouldn't? Uh, I think, first of all, the, the, the intricacies of how the play gets decided by the play caller, uh, called in by whoever's calling the plays, into the the helmet mm-hmm. right in the time that it has to be executed right so you know we all know the coaches you know stand on the sidelines and want to call the best possible play yeah. and they they take as much time as they possibly can but as a quarterback you know you have to understand what that guy what that play caller is thinking because whether it's a 25 or 40 second play clock that 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 uh speaker shuts off at 15 seconds mm-hmm. right so you can be in the middle of hey tyler we're going to go 11 personnel 11 personnel we're going to go green right tear horse two wife flew the shall cross kill 35 Bob on, on double count, you may only get, you know, part of, a, part of it. And you better know what he was thinking and understand, you know, all the game plan and what's the down and distances, what's the personnel, what can we call? And then if you don't get the play, right, what, what are you going to call? Right. Because you don't want to call a, uh, a timeout if you don't have one or if you waste one or so, you know, you, you have to be dialed right from the standpoint of understanding when that play call gets in, understanding the situation, understanding you know what you need i mean it it's it's a lot to, to you know to process you know and you throw all the other stuff in the, like what's the defense running right yeah. you know, what what are their tendencies you know hey joe's joe's cheating up here it looks like they're going to go double a gap but i mean then you're going to have to you know change the call or or audible i mean there's there's so, so many, many things that go through <laughs> so many and things. you know when you yeah. watch when you watch games or you listen to you know to people you know like criticize things like oh how did he throw that it's like you have no idea, idea what how fast yeah. what and when you and when you have a hundred percent of the information, right? You're like, oh, he shouldn't have thrown there. I mean, hindsight's like, like, <laughs> twenty like, twenty. Yeah, right, no kidding, right? Yeah. I mean, like he didn't, you know. So it, it's 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 wild. And you, it's, give, it's give me that play laughable. again. Give me a play that comes to your mind. Uh, I mean, I, green right tear, horse two, Y flu, X shallow cross kill, thirty five Bob. Now I mean, that all has a, to come out. Yeah, that's twice, a, two or three times in the huddle. Yep, you have to break the huddle. Assess the, the defense. Yep, and then you, you, I mean, in a double count, there's two plays. There's a, there's a pass play and there's a run play. So mm-hmm. usually you're going to have to either yellow count it or double count it, right? So you go yellow eighty, yellow eighty. You know, easy, 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 kill, 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 and and you know you have to be able to manipulate all those things, you know, in 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 seconds, yeah. right? And literally ten less than ten seconds. Yeah, right? as oh, so yeah. you, you and you know, and, and then on, from Joe's perspective, he he knows that you know if we're a if we're a team like Green Bay or a team you know that has all these these audibles. He's he's messing with me, yeah. right? And I mean, he's going to show, you know, he's going to show a, a coverage look, right? And know that he's going to be bringing pressure, but he's mm-hmm. going to show. So it's that that chess game back and forth, and you have to be able to do that in in such a short amount of time. Yep. I mean, that's why you have you know a ton of respect for guys like Brady and and Manning and and Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers that 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 have such mastery, such a control over their system. Their t- you know, which again leads into the quarterback position which it's you know those those guys don't grow on trees right oh, yeah. i mean uh-huh. you know when you get a guy like patrick right and you talk about an injury i mean it, you, you you're you're hoping that, that he's healthy and that he can come back but i mean the amount of talent that that guy has and and, and i don't think he gets enough credit for how how smart he is and he's, yeah. he's a football savant right i mean he's a smart kid and um you know so you have that that aspect of it as well when, you, when your signal caller is not in right mm-hmm. because you know there's there's a probably I don't know eight guys in the NFL right now that are franchise like face Elite. of the fr- I mean those guys don't grow on trees right yeah I mean it's it's how many hours in a day like I I'm I surprise people when I tell them about 
the fact that uh, I think many fans' mindsets, and it's not a negative, they go to high school and Pop Warner, hey, you practiced after school for two or three hours, and that's, that's, that must be what you guys do as a pro. And then I tell them, hey, I got there at 6.30 in the morning, lifted, trained, you know, got some treatment, had meetings, special teams meetings and regular meetings, and you go walk through, and you get home maybe 7 o'clock at night. And they're like, eyes bug out. Yeah. Like, that's professional football. But for you, it's even an extra extent because of all the, the verbiage and the language and the mind reading that you have to do in the quarterback position. How was your day constructed? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, you know, when, when you guys were in college, right, mm-hmm. and, and you said, you know, your dad, you talk to your mom or your dad, you say, hey, where are you going? You say, I'm going to go to practice, right? But when you play football and you say, hey, you know, I'm going to work. Right. Where are you going? I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to work. Right. And it's a job. And I think that you have to respect that. You have to respect that that piece um, that, it, that it is a job. Um, you know, you, you you you're in there early and you're out late. And it's not not necessarily the whole, you know, John Gruden thing where hey, I got my alarm clock up at you know yeah. 337 like that's a bunch of crap right? <laughs> you know but i mean it, it's a job i mean you you get you you get out of it you know what you put into it and and you it, it doesn't just happen right you don't just look at your playbook a couple you know minutes before and i mean and now cool that the technology piece is that you, know, you have access to film on the ipad right which yeah. is awesome you don't have to be in the office all the time you can be at home with your wife and your kids and 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 have dinner with them or take them to practice and then when you put them down to bed i mean you you can pull up you know open the 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 ipad or you hear the the philip rivers things where you know he stayed in in san diego and and and, and, pay, and paid like half a million dollars for you know that that film room bus i mean it's it's a job you have to master your craft because as we were talking on break you know there's people coming for your Somebody job every looking. day i yep. mean every hour i mean and you, you you have to master that and if you don't respect that you're going to find yourself Gone. Oh, yeah. Gone quick, too. Well, end of the third quarter, guys. We're going to get to this fourth quarter. And the number one thing I'm sure that a lot of people want to know about is Tyler Palco's experience with the Chiefs during a dark time in the Chiefs era. The Todd Haley, Scott Pioli era. And we're also (laughs) going to talk about just being a backup and having to be ready when we come back. Fourth quarter's here. We got the fours in the air. Fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Players only, Joe Mays, our guest Tyler Palco, and I am Danon Hughes, former Chiefs all around, two offensive guy, one defensive guy. We got to make that mention as much <laughs> as possible. Every single time. It's been like that for the past, <laughs> what, three, four weeks almost? Hey, I, I keep most of my uh, more vicious jokes to myself. So just, just, just the fact that I'm mentioning it, just make sure, just understand that there's a lot more gas that's in there that i could i could tap into i'm, I'm gonna have i'm to from jersey that. man we got we got stuff you know we our, our minds you know we go we go fast with it and we need to hear that on air i mean <laughs> i think i can take a good joke you know hey, so tyler uh before we get to the dark era of chiefs football what you got going on now uh so um yeah i work uh run a consulting company called solutions 21 we're based out of pittsburgh have four offices pittsburgh kc nashville and phoenix uh we're a a company that that uh, partners with uh, mid market companies um, and and does uh, strategic planning, leadership development, and succession planning. So basically, what we do is, you know, we're like the the strength coach for businesses. We help make sure nice. that those young up and coming folks are are ready and primed and and ready for prime time when they get into roles like you know management, uh, VP level roles. So instead of coaching and having to move every two years and move my family, 
in in football. We uh, we we do that in the business world. Okay, so you get your coaching fix, and you oh, said yeah. it's Solutions Twenty One. Solutions Twenty One, yes, sir. Nice work. Nice. Now to the dark side. Dark side. <laughs> there was an error around here for a lot of fans. You know, they may be small. You know, may have blocked it out of their minds. Uh, the Todd Haley, Scott Pioli era. Both of you guys were part of that. Uh, no, you came after that. You no, came, oh, no, you no, came was, with Andy. I was, here, I was here with Coach Reed, But you yeah. played against the uh, yeah. yes, yeah. those 2-14, and 4-12, and, and debacles that we saw on the oh, field. Man, yes. Tyler, you were firsthand. Yeah. Uh, it was a – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was – I mean, you you work your you you have this impression, right? That you know you get to the NFL and and you you watch you know NFL films and you see all the 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 glitz and the glamour. Mm-hmm. And man, I can't wait to play for you know this organization, this franchise. And I mean, it was just uh, it was a mess. Um, you know, you had two guys in leadership roles that I mean would would literally walk by each other like fourteen year old girls in in the not in, talk in to the each other. I mean, it's you. You know, and that stuff wears on you, right? I mean, you, 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 you. Football is such a team sport, right? It's not just the guys that are on in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, people get. I mean, you, you guys know. I mean, you, you, you can. They're like kids, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't hide the stuff from your you children, see it. right? I mean, right. and it was, it was, it was amazing, right? To to see how much that that from a from an administrative standpoint, they would say, you know, hey. We need to be a team, and we need this, and we need you guys to commit, and we hypocrisy. need, you know, and 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 yet, you know, you guys are are doing the exact opposite, yeah, you know, and and then they get to control your livelihood, right? So, you know, oh well, you know, Tyler, we're gonna let you go, or who, you know, we're gonna cut you, we're gonna we're gonna bench you, doing all, and and it's like, hold on a sec, like who's who's holding you accountable? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Like who's holding you accountable? And it, and it's it's like that, you know, all all across the board, but it's. It's 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 just a hypocrisy. Like you, excuse me. It's a hypocrisy, right? Like who's holding you accountable, mm-hmm. right? For for your your actions, right? Like you ascend to this role where you're, you know, um, you know, wearing a suit, mm-hmm. right? And never strap, you know, a jock on in your life, and and you're gonna act like a like a baby. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like I, I just, it's it it's 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 unbelievable, right? So that 2011 season, you're behind Matt Castle. Matt breaks his hand, and you have to step in. That transition, amidst all that hypocrisy and craziness, how was that tra- – because sometimes you can be insulated as the backup quarterback. Yeah. Like, you know, you never do anything wrong because everything's focused on the starter. Mm-hmm. But now you're transitioning into that starter role. Uh, a lot of questions because you hadn't had much NFL playing time. Yeah. Um, how was that transition amongst all that craziness? Well, I mean, I was a, I, I, I was a – I was a Todd guy, right? I mean, Todd yeah. got a lot of, you know, crap for, you know, being, you know, an, you know, crazy person, but I mean, you know, Todd is a is a talented talented play caller and I was really close with him. So, I mean, I would be, you know, in in helping helping them, you know, you know, put the game plans together. So, I was I had a little bit, you know, peek behind the curtain, you know, with Todd and gotcha. we were close on the offense. I mean, we would be talking through things on the sidelines and had a great relationship. So, um, I, I got nothing but great things to say about Todd from from my perspective as a football coach. Now, granted, you know he he made some mistakes in how he handled things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but you know when when he called me, I mean, I was sitting um, you know at, at, to di- at dinner down in the plaza at Seasons Fifty Two, and you know he called me and said, "Hey, man, you know you got the keys. You know, let's go." And um, I'll, I'll you know I'll forever be grateful for for him believing in me. Um, it just sucks the fact that you finally get the keys to the car and 
everything implodes behind you and you're like, man, I waited my whole life for for this. Yeah. I mean, can't you guys get along? I mean, we're supposed to win. Like, United and like, win. Can't, can't you just like quit it? Like, yeah. are the, like no one really cares about <laughs> anything else, but did we win or did we lose? And you're not. You the know, same things you would tell your kids. Can't you no, guys just quit no. it? Just this get along and for the betterment of the family you love each other let's get along yeah. you know what car it, with no gas yeah. <laughs> oh, wow so <laughs> so tyler thing. i know we, we were we're coming upon it now but you played with greatness and it wasn't Dwayne bow it was larry fitzgerald <laughs> at pittsburgh quickly how was that experience playing with a great wide receiver so larry's a former roommate um best man of my wedding oh uh, nice yeah nice. so yeah larry and i are uh, super close um and I can tell you that he's the same 17-year-old that would bring, you know, his laundry over to my house because uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. And, yeah. And, you know, have my mom, you know, wash his clothes and nice. you know, have Thanksgiving dinner and being the greatest wide receiver to ever, you know, or one of them to play the game, he, he hasn't changed. He hasn't forgot, you know, where he came can from. Can he beat you in golf? Uh, well, he asked for too many strokes. Nice. But awesome guy, um, you know, true pro. Um, and, and you guys know how, how, how rare that is to, to see greatness yeah. um, and, and have that, that, that match them as a person off the field. Yeah, I mean, on and off the field. Great. Real quick, we got Packers, Chiefs. Real quick, one-word answer. Packers. Chiefs. Let's go with the Chiefs. Two to one. Defensive guy always stands out in a negative way. Got to. Love it. Well, that's players only, guys. We're week eight. And uh, we're ready to bring on a Chiefs victory. We appreciate Tyler Palco coming in. Appreciate all you guys that are listening in. It's players only. We'll be back next Thursday. Ready to rock and roll. Appreciate you having me on, man. This is players only. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.